God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and yesterday. But yesterday we had some technical difficulties, as we did in some ways the day before. Uh, We want to send an apologies out to our Philadelphia syndication, WFYL 1180, uh, who uh, worked so hard to bring our programming to Philadelphia. And... uh, yeah, we had some uh, streaming issues, uh, but hopefully everything today is going to go okay. So far, so good. Uh, everything looks normal, um, but it's not normal in D.C. Uh, today, they're gearing up for another riot, but yet there's nobody there. So go figure. They're trying to pin craziness on the Trump supporters as if Trump supporters are violent, but Last I checked, there was about 250-plus riots from Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa. And there's only been one riot that was infiltrated by those folks, by the folks on the left, related to the Capitol. And they want to continue to just pound away at this whole Capitol thing. So it doesn't make any sense, you know, especially when... Well, it does start to make sense when you realize that the FBI is corrupt, right? Did you know that um, new information has come out where FBI took possession of suspicious ballots in Georgia in early January and ordered them destroyed with a shredder? So it was reported on January 9th that the FBI in Georgia stepped in and shut down the forensic analysis of shredded ballots that took the ba- took the ballots from the forensic team and brought them back to the shredder to destroy the evidence. Today we have more on the incident from two sources. So the sources are Patrick Byrne 
Uh, Patrick Byrne uh, wrote this. This story was first reported by Patrick Byrne, uh, the former CEO of Overstock. He reported on Twitter that Deep State was stealing evidence in Georgia related to the 2020 election. And then also uh, that uh, they now have more information regarding this incident from individuals with knowledge of the events. This all started when a shredding company was hired to come in and shred electrical materials. So remember when this lady reported that she saw the shredding t- trucks? Well, nothing ever happened of that. And in fact, they went and confiscated the shredding and shredded it even further. It's, it's sort of like the FBI, as soon as they get involved, all they know is to cover things up or call CNN and tell them to go outside of Roger Stone's house and watch them beat down his door at gunpoint somehow to teach conservatives a lesson. Don't ever go down that road again. Don't ever think that you're going to like Donald Trump again. Don't ever do that. So I, I will be on, I, I will um, give credit where credit is due. The gateway pundit has stayed on this very much. So uh, hardly more than any other media outlet uh, with regard to election fraud and integrity. And and the, and the idea is that I think we need to stick with it because just yesterday, the Democrats have pushed forward uh, voter uh, election reform bill that basically enables 16-year-olds uh, a chance to vote. They nixed voter ID requirements altogether and that they've expanded mail-in balloting. That's what the Democrats in Congress are pushing for, to expand mail-in balloting, to get rid of voter ID. (laughs) They require voter ID to walk into the Capitol. Why not voter ID to walk into a voting booth? I don't get it. Two standards. But they... um, they also are pushing for 16 uh, Yana Presley. Um, Yana Presley uh, uh, was pushing for 16-year-olds to vote. In other cases, they say that 16-year-olds are too young. It doesn't make any sense, but in Mississippi, there was a case where Judge Jeff Weil ordered a new runoff election in Aberdeen, Mississippi, after he found that 78% of mail-in ballots proved fraudulent. Wow. In the 64-page order, Judge Jeff Weil not only calls for a new election, but also finds evidence of fraud and criminal activity in how absentee ballots were handled. It's probably a blue, go-to blue, blue book. I mean, I think that's where they're going to get them. In these conservative states like Texas, where the Democrats got so bold that they, they thought that they could pull off the, the, and rig the system there, too. But see, that's where trouble comes into paradise, because you have a guy like um, Judge uh, Governor Abbott or the governor of Mississippi, both uh, Republican governors. And what you end up having is you have have them tossing out the whole COVID thing and saying we're 100% open and that we're going to look into voter fraud wherever we see it. And in this case, they found 78% of the mail-in ballots were fraudulent. 
that there was riddled with activity that was related to criminal activity and fraud. In his ruling, the judge said that the 66, that 66 of 84 absentee ballots, 66 of 84, think about that, 66 ballots of 84 ballots cast in June in the June runoff were not only and should have never been counted, Nicholas Holliday was declared the winner by a 37-vote margin. Robert Duval, Duval challenged the results in court. Judge Weil found many irregularities with absentee ballots. He issued a bench warrant for notary Dallas Jones, uh, a woman who notarized absentee ballots. Dallas Jones. During a hearing, Jones admitted violating notary duties. When you have an absentee ballot, that's an, an, an envelope. You vote, fold the ballot, put it in an envelope, lick the flap, sign across the flap, then notary signs your election certificate. She testified that she didn't sign in front of anybody, didn't see anybody sign it. She just notarized it, just stamped them, said Lydia Cora's attorney for Robert Duvall. So now they're going to go back and they're going to relitigate this case. Why even bother to do this? I mean, why even go down this road and take another bite at the apple and say, you know, this all worked out so great. Even Mark Elias up in New York in a state he's contesting said voting machines, algorithms cost them the election up there. The Democrats got bit by their own machine. Just like a wild, mangy wolf you decide to raise from the wild. But that's uh, what you have going on. Now, here's another story where more insanity. House shuts down Thursday session over garbage claims uh, of pro-Trump militia attack. So today's the day, folks, that you're supposed to have this massive riot. So they... I left the fencing up and the National Guard is present. So Nancy Pelosi shut down the U.S. House on Thursday over the garbage claims of a pro-Trump militia attack. When was the last time a pro-Trump militia attacked a federal state facility with guns blazing? Never. It's never happened. When was the last time a Trump militia shot up any facility in America? And the answer is never. Do you know that not one of those terrorist attacks uh, where domestic terror, where where someone was wielding a gun and shooting the place up. Not one of those people was an NRA member. Most people that I know that are connected with the three percenters or connected with the uh, military in any way, they've been upstanding citizens. They pay their taxes and they handle a gun just fine. They're the good guy with the gun that saves people's lives. That's kind of what you want. You know, if you have more of that, uh, you don't have any burglars anymore. A burglar is not going to want to go and get shot in the face when he breaks into somebody's home, a man and a woman with their children. Uh, the guy's going to, you know, take his gun and shoot the burglar and dead. So, of course, nobody's going to go into those households. I wouldn't. If I was a burglar, I'd try to put my mind in that mindset. No way. No way am I going to go into a, <laughs> a Navy SEAL's house or a 3 percenter's house 
No way, Jose. No way. Even if I am Jose, crossing the border illegally. Now, the FBI admitted earlier today that not a single protester on January 6th was armed. Not one. But it doesn't matter. The Democrats are going to continue to play these fantasy games to gaslight Americans and to get people to think that somehow Trump supporters are crazy. They're trying to discredit you. You know, we've had our fair share of this kind of infiltration. Democrats saying that they're Republicans and acting like they're patriots and uh, throwing around the MAGA cap. John Sullivan did it. He was the head of Black Lives Matter, one of the leaders. Don buys his first Trump cap the first time in history that he ever did in history on January 6th. And he marches and storms the Capitol. They let him go. They let him go. And he was he was actually perpetuating a crime just like Jesse Smollett. Another libtard, right? Jesse Smollett. Remember him? He said he was in MAGA country. He said somehow somehow these two Nigerian black dudes were supposed to be white dudes wielding a Make America Great Again hat. And they were walking around with a bleach and noose and stuff like that, and they decided to to lynch him, all to perpetuate, supposedly, our, uh, we have a vice president named Kamala Harris. Well, Kamala Harris jumped on that and bit on that like a, bit on, Kamala Harris was biting something. I don't know what she was biting. I think it was a hook. But in any case, Kamala Harris bit on that hook, and she ran with it. And she pushed her legislate, pushed her anti-lynching bill legislation. Said, "See, we have to control Trump country from lynching Black America." That's how far they were going to go. They gave George Floyd, a porn star, fifteen memorial services to make their point. And somehow, there are Americans out here that actually thought that Joe Biden was the better bet. I've actually spoken with a couple. They were liberals, but still, to unite, unite the country. That's what the answer was, to unify the country, because Trump's lack of political correctness is divisive. Somehow that was divisive because Trump speaks the truth. He hugs the flag. Somehow that the, hugging the flag disenfranchises minority groups because the flag stands for what? You know, that's the question. We've been going around the world saving people's lives for centuries, for at least a century. We abolished slavery. The Republican Party abolished slavery in 1865, fought, gave our blood to make sure we righted the wrong that the Democrats who were in charge of the country did, which was endorse slavery. And the Republicans started their party based on that fact alone to abolish slavery to get rid of it to to, to say that no man is worth only three-fifths of a man that every man and that goes for woman because the word man is found in the word woman so all men are created equal and again that includes, that includes women and we righted the wrong. The Republicans righted the wrong about women, women's right to vote. That was a wrong thing to do. 
that said they can't vote. And black people being three-fifths of a man. The Republicans have been right in history all along. It was Robert Byrd, the person that Biden and Hillary endorsed, that was the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan was a Democrat organization. And it was George Wallace, the Democrat governor of Alabama, that stood in the doorway and didn't want those black women, black girls to vote, or to black, black, black girls to integrate into the school. So, you know, and uh, according to Alveda King, Martin Luther King was a Republican, according to her. So, I don't know. We have a great track record. Yet somehow, people like Miss Jones in Mississippi decided to cheat the Republicans and bring Mississippi back to the way it used to be instead of the way it is. It used to be run by a Democrat, and they used to endorse slavery and wield the rebel flag. And now... You know, they actually have a lot of freedom. The redder those states got, the better it was for black people, the better it became for black people. Yet, Congress wants to wield these things and perpetuate these lies, whether it's covering up for John Sullivan, the Black Lives Matter guy that infiltrated the January 6th Capitol siege, And now they're trying to gaslight Americans and saying that somehow there's a right-wing militia that's going to do damage when they've never done anything wrong. They've never done a damn thing wrong. And then you got uh, the same kind of folks stirring up racial division with Jussie Smollett. And you got our vice president, uh, in theory, uh, Kamala Harris, that bit that hook and actually perpetuated that lie to push some anti-legislation, anti-lynching legislation that she and Cory Booker were advancing. And it's just a shame that we have leadership like this and they get rewarded and promoted, almost like as if you're a murderous thug in a Gestapo. You did great. You killed many people this month. We're going to go ahead and reward you. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. And everybody to, to a man tells me that what, you know, what Biden has done is not unifying the country like a lot of my liberal uh, friends believe that they thought that he was going to be a unifier, a uniter. There's nothing more divisive than signing a record number of executive orders acting like a tyrannical socialist tyrant and targeting conservatives and endorsing organizations that target conservatives. They did that out of Russia. They did that out of China. There were organizations that would hack and and spy and eavesdrop and wiretap. There were non-profit organizations, I mean, not non-profit, private organizations. And they would turn a blind eye to them because they were actually doing work for the government that was benefiting the government, but the government wasn't getting their hands dirty. They could even if they got caught. Oh, you got caught. We're going to throw the book at you. How shame on you! Like a Lindsey Graham, acting like he's all upset when he knows exactly where he is is exactly where he wants to be. He wants to be Joe Biden's puppet because he loves Joe Biden and hates Donald Trump. 
But he kissed Donald Trump's butt to get elected in South Carolina, ruby red state. But he loves the kickbacks. And all of a sudden, everything that Lindsey Graham ever wanted during the Trump administration with regard to Syria and all this BS related to Kamal Khashoggi, you know, there's talk about these vaccines and these different things that are going on. There were actually a lot of research was done out of Harvard. And, you know, there was a meeting I have on videotape. I've played clips of it. Maybe some of you weren't listening back then um, or you forgot about it. But it's with this guy named Bin Talal, who was part of the old Saudi family that was responsible for on the same page as, as the people that were part of the uh, 9-11 attack. That's Bin Talal. He's a, he's a real billionaire. And he hates the Salomon family that is in charge of Saudi Arabia right now. It's sort of like Trump and Obama, oil and water. And I have on tape Bill Gates, Kamal Khashoggi, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bill Gates, can you imagine? Kamal Khashoggi and the head of the Four Seasons and Bin Talal. And if you do Gates, Talal, and Khashoggi, let's see what happens. Okay. Khashoggi spelled K-H-A-S-H-O- G-G-I. Oh, if you do Talal, T-A-L-A-L, and then Gates, G-A-T-E-S, and Khashoggi, K-H-A-S-H-O-G-G-I, the first thing that pops up is a video of Prince Alawi bin Talal holds private meeting with Bill Gates, and bin Talal's right-hand man is Jamal Khashoggi. Now, this is the guy... <laughs> It's the video I was talking about. It's 30 seconds. So Prince Alawid. Now, they say that Talal was the financier of Obama's Harvard education by way of a few other players but uh, that, are rela- that were related to the Nation of Islam in America and got him to pony up. That's one thing that uh, seems to have very good legitimacy, but... Yeah, I haven't fully vetted that, but that's been floating around for a long time. Bin Talal, you remember, you've, you've heard of the person who invested in 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 Obama's Harvard ed- education, helped pay it off. And if you can Google that too, Alawi Bin Talal paid for uh, Obama's ed- uh, education. You'll find good information on that. But B- Kamal, Jamal Khashoggi was a player. Man, he wasn't just a journalist at the Washington Post. And what was uh, what kind of Kool Aid was um, Lindsey Graham selling? Getting all upset about a journalist losing his life, getting chopped up in uh, Turkey, wasn't it? Uh, Foley, journalist Foley and Pearl and a couple of others, they were beheaded by the at the hands of ISIS. The same group of people that Lindsey Graham was financing. And is doing it back again, you know, empowering and strengthening and sending all the wrong messages in Syria and in Iraq. What's this with this uh, bombing uh, where we lost troops recently? 
in Iraq. No longer a safe place. It was safe during Trump's administration because you do that to Trump and you end up like Soleimani with no legs on an, in an airport tarmac. I mean, that's what happens. You mess with our, our troops and we're going to give you 10 pounds of flesh. We're going to give you 10 pounds of burden, 10 pounds of insanity for every one pound you give us. And they won't, they will definitely think twice before they do anything to our troops. Keeps them safe. And you don't do business with um, terrorists and uh, hostage takers. You don't give $1.6 or $1.8 billion in the skids of cash in a series of planes flying in the darkness of night, middle of the night, unmarked planes, to make a deal happen with Iran, who just recently you know, took your Navy sailors and held them hostage for a day. It's ridiculous to think that's some sort of foreign policy that John Kerry could have endorsed or Obama could have endorsed, but they did. That never happened under Trump. Trump actually went out and released as many hostages as any president ever has, times 10. I mean, he got more hostages home safely without, you know, and he did it with, he didn't do it with pay-to-play schemes that reward them and create incentives for them to do it again. He did it another way. He did it with, do it or else. We're going to take our money away from you. No longer, are we, you know, were we going to be paying countries all kinds of aid when they're spitting in our eye. Right, but that's what they're doing now. That's exactly what's happening now. You know, Biden is very soft and light on uh, on China, at the same time that China is exploiting all kinds of things now. They're buying up all kinds of land. Just ask. I mean, people. Uh, Terry from Arkansas wrote in and said they're China's buying up all kinds of land in Arkansas. I told you that I was in South Carolina visiting my dad recently for his birthday as you might recall and he took me on a ride and he said see that used to be a golf course now it's all grown over it's all weeds now they're letting these golf courses just grow out and be destroyed they're buying up all this land and they're going to put up condos and whatever have you but they're going to do it in a way that's going to give them a lot of power and control and political influence and the local politicians are in bed with these deals they're getting kickbacks. They know how to buy politicians. And from what I heard on the open market in the international world, the easiest thing to do is to buy an American politician. They'll sell out like crazy, especially liberals, but Republicans too. Lindsey Graham is the biggest sellout. You know, he's supposed to be a Republican, but I don't really consider him to be one. I consider him to be a rhino. And what I was hoping before the 2020 election was that, yes, we get Lindsey Graham in because their Democrat there would have had six years to be a Democrat and a Trump hater. So I looked at it and I said, well, Lindsey Graham, if he gets reelected, the good news is there's enough dirt on him to get him to resign. And then the, gov- the Republican governor of that state would elect somebody worthwhile. No, not Nick- Nikki Haley, not that. Not that piece of work. Trump doesn't even want to meet Nikki Haley. 
Nikki Haley is just a turncoat, spineless. You would never want to be in a foxhole with Nikki Haley. Trust me. Never. Never. And that's my question always. Would I ever want to be in a foxhole with this person who would sell me out to save their hide in two seconds and I'd end up shot in the back, face down in the mud? And she wouldn't give two craps. That's Nikki Haley. There's a lot of other things going on, though, in Washington. You know, we got the fake ruse uh, of, of the militia. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, but there's also a latest gun control bill. All right. So we talked about voter ID. We talked about age 16 voting. We talked about expansion of mail-in ballots. We can't let that happen, folks. They don't have any ideas, and they can't go to that well twice, I don't think. But we got to get rid of the machines, just like France did. France said those machines are corrupt and not good. Not good machines. And, um, and so they got rid of them. They said they're a danger. They're a danger to society, right? We need honest and fair elections. You can't have them with these v- voter machines. And um, and then you have um, oh my system was locking up a little bit. Um, so our, I just realized our phone system was closed the whole time. But uh, if you want to call in, it's two one five Top Talk. That's two one five eight six seven eight two five five. If you'd like to call in, be heard. I just opened up that call system. It's for I forgot to hit the button. Um. All right, so I wanted to talk about this gun legislation because that's another one of our rights that are being chipped away at, right? That's what that's what the whole buglecall.org, uh, I said yesterday, and maybe many of you missed it, we just put up our board of directors, and it's funny because I've been getting a lot of comments about the picture I chose uh, to put up there. So if you go to buglecall.org and click on About and then board of directors well if you go meet the founder i'm pictured there in a suit and tie but um if you go to board of directors i chose this uh picture of me wearing my sunglasses it's sort of like a trademark from my logo from the scott adams show um so i kind of continued on with it but yet it's a real photo it's it's actually was taken down in miami but um In any case, I'm wearing sunglasses, and it just kind of looks a little edgy. Um, But in any case, it's uh, over at buglecall.org, and I had a little fun with that. Frankly, I don't have a lot of uh, pictures of me uh, in a corporate environment uh, because I'm not that much of a corporate dude, you know what I mean? (laughs) But in any case, um, uh, I guess I'm going to be coming that way more and more. But uh, we'll see. So it says top nine reasons Democrats' latest gun control bill is a terrible idea. Again, Democrats have dusted off their last attempt and are making another significant push to enact major gun control legislation. Two years ago, House Democrats pushed a bill requiring so-called universal background checks at the federal level, which would have effectively outlawed private sales throughout the country. That bill was H.R. 8 on the Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2019. You notice how 
You notice how um, Democrats call it the Equality Act or the bipartisan background checks or, you know, they they have all these different um, uh, names for these these very divisive, very, you know, election integrity act, you know, of, uh, it, everything is designed to be the exact opposite of what they're trying to claim it to be. That's the thing. It's just when the Democrats say, you know, hot, you know, it's cold outside. If they say cold, you better wear, you know, put on your bathing suit. It, it's just nuts. So, Now, after taking control of the three branches, the Democrats are trying again and have just introduced, you guessed it, H.R. 8, the Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2021. Who says Democrats can't come up with new ideas? All right. Of course, it's the same thing. This new bill, just like the old bill, would require that a federal background check be conducted prior to all transfers of firearms possession. Didn't Biden say Beto O'Rourke was going to be his gun czar? Yes, he did. And yet, Democrats are like, oh, I'll vote for him. You know, just like in Pennsylvania, supposedly, you know, I don't believe it, though. But supposedly, uh, people were voting to, you know, end their job. (laughs) You know, like, we're going to vote against fracking and climate. We're going to vote for Biden's climate initiatives, whichever they were. No one even knew. He never gave a speech on it. But, yeah, we're going to vote for it anyway. And somehow they elected Connor Lamb over parcel i don't believe it right i think that the election was rigged and more and more and more and we're gonna later in the show um with the remain time remaining we have a lot of different tidbits on election fraud that's being exposed um we're gonna go ahead and take uh jonathan welcome to the scott adams show yes thank you jonathan pennsylvania um uh, like to talk about the uh, Pennsylvania uh, Supreme Court kind of decision, but it was a decision not to not to decide anything. Um, in in football, you have you have runners. They fake with their head and shoulders, but they uh, the the hips and their feet are going another way. Um, uh, Obama and Biden often act one way. They talk conservative. They talk moderate. But they act totally left. Mitch McConnell, um, he could have done a lot more to try to get Trump convicted uh, of impeachment, but he didn't. And that kind of some some of the left and and big donors and establishment they didn't really like that. So he tried to throw them a bone with uh, with talking about yeah, well Trump isn't off the hook here and da 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 da. Right, right. And he That's was a great really point. pretty successful at it. But you know, uh, in, now, in, in yeah. Pennsylvania, or, or with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court kind of decision, um, there was the three justices, all these guys don't get to be in high ranks without being smart, prudent, wise, um, and they're no fools. So uh, it's it was obvious the Supreme, uh, what happened in Pennsylvania was wrong, but for for uh, Roberts, um, Roberts, Kavanaugh, and Comey Barrett to to decide not to hear the case tells me that they're looking forward to a, a future case on one of the states which is a lot stronger, and they're kind of throwing the bone to the 
to the anti-Trump people, but they're going to, they've already decided or they have pretty good idea that they're going to decide to overthrow it in a future case. And I think they, they must've talked to each other. And I suspect, um, Roberts being the most political, he probably talked to Kavanaugh and Comey Barrett and said, uh, let's wait. Here's a, here's a much stronger case. Let's, let's, let's wait for this one. But if, and when they overturn it, the left is just going to go ballistic. And if, if the conservatives, if the, most of the citizens of this country think, oh, well, we're, well now we're going to get back and things are going to settle down and it's going to go on track, nah, it, it, things are going to get worse. Uh, this is the, what Jesus said, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And this is kingdom of God versus the kingdom of Satan. And uh, the left, if, if it's overturned, they're not going to sit back. There's going to be a lot of trouble. You know, you made some really excellent points today, and uh, I dis- I do I do not disagree with you. I I actually uh, think that they're really wise points, the, especially the one about Mitch McConnell. I've always kind of said that myself about Mitch McConnell, and then I started to bite on that hook too and get sucked in. Um, but you're right. It's very possible that that's the play that's going on. And then the other one that you mentioned that I thought was also wise is um, about selecting another case. Because, frankly, I think that the people that really wear the pants on that bench is Justice Thomas and Justice Alito. They've been on there the longest, and they have the most tenure and most seniority. And they're the two that, that definitely wanted— you know, and then Gorsuch was with them, but um, they definitely wanted to see that case. But to your point, you know, it's very possible that there could be some sort of um, strategy going on with regard to if you want to actually, you know, right the wrongs of this constitutional constitutionality infringement uh, related to um, election integrity. And our country depends on it. Uh, we better, you know, it would be better to choose another case than this one, because this one, you know, might have a couple of. So they're wise enough to know that, and I think that there's definitely is control of the bench up there with respect to the conservatives, and I think that the people with the most tenure, Thomas and Leto, are, are on the, the tip of the spear on this, and. Uh, you know, so it is interesting. I I would just like to see them, and it, it's kind of, it, well, the first thing I was going to say is I would like to see them take every case on that they can. But on the same token, once they take on a case and it it goes a certain way, they, they can't revisit the case. You know, the, the Supreme Court is has to be very selective as to which cases they take. Yeah. So that's to your point, and I think that's a very wise point that you made. Okay, thank you, and uh, appreciate your show. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Thank you, Jonathan. Take care. Thank you. All right. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. So, I want to get to to this nine. So, one, demands for new gun control are an admission that gun control doesn't work. So, so basically... um, it says top nine reasons Democrats' latest gun control bill is a terrible idea. 
So demands for new gun control are an admission that gun control doesn't work. So that's interesting right there. Number two, gun dealers already conduct background checks. They already do. They already do a background check. There is no gun, number three, there is no gun show loophole. There is none. When someone brings up a desire for more background checks, it is often offered as a solution to close the gun show loophole. There's one big problem with that claim. There is no gun show loophole. It's a myth. As covered above, federal law requires that all sales from firearm dealers or sales between residents or different states must satisfy the background check requirements, regardless of whether those sales happen in a gun shop, at a gun show, or out of the back of somebody's trunk in a parking lot. Many states also require background checks for individual sales. There is simply no law anywhere that says if a gun is bought at a gun show, then the buyer doesn't have to undergo a background check. A dealer who tries to sell a gun at a gun show without confirming that buyer has passed on passed a background check would be breaking the law. So there you go. Um, furthermore, furthermore, federal law also prevents sales to anyone that any seller, not just FFLs, believes to be a prohibited person, convicted felon. As a result, gun dealers regularly turn away potential customers if they think they are not legally allowed to purchase or possess a firearm. There is simply no special exemption or loophole. Okay. So number four, there is no online gun sales loopholes. Okay. So number five, uh, universal background checks won't stop criminals from getting guns. So number six, background checks won't stop mass shootings. Las Vegas 2017, Orlando 2016, Virginia Tech 2007, Sandy Hook 2012. In Las Vegas, shooter purchased these firearms from a gun dealer where background checks are already required. In Orlando 2016, shooter purchased his firearms from a gun dealer. Virginia Tech 2007, shooter purchased his firearms from a gun dealer. Sandy Hook, shooter stole his firearms. So you're going to get couple of those things so uh number seven in-state commerce is a state issue and universe number eight universal background checks are too burdensome and number nine universal checks create a de facto federal gun registry okay so we're going to go ahead and take i think it's terry from arkansas and then we got Jeannie also uh weighing in uh terry welcome <laughs> Good morning, Scott. Good morning. I uh, they can pass all the laws they want to now. They killed the Constitution with the coup of twenty twenty. Supreme Court is irrelevant. They won't hear constitutional law anymore. They have utterly destroyed the republic in this last election. Your vote doesn't mean nothing because they have corrupted the the entire system on a federal level, and there's nobody willing to step forward and hold them accountable. Well, we have to get, yeah, this just means that the fight is real and we have to fight on. And, uh, and, and there, there, I think there's a lot of opportunity for 2022. And I think there's a lot of litigation. We're seeing all kinds of litigation right now with regard to election fraud. Well, and the, 
Yeah, and I think that if you I, don't if you, if you don't get the election fraud out of it, there's no use in voting because right. your vote doesn't mean anything. Right, but and look where and look where look where it is that there's still a lot of litigation. Maricopa County, which we know is Republican, we we know it's conservative. No matter what they try to sell us, we know Maricopa County's conservative. We know Georgia's conservative. And look at Mississippi and look at Texas. So there's four states right now where there's a lot of litigation going on and discovery and exposure. And I I believe that we are going to right this wrong. It's just going to take more than a couple of months. It's going to take a year. It's going to take maybe two years. But eventually, we're going to find the truth. And once that truth is out, uh, a lot of uh, things are going to happen. Nothing will change. No, I think it. It'll be business as usual with the same corrupt politicians taking bribes from China and everybody. Yeah, but you're talking about and the the minority lording over the people. You're talking about federal. I'm talking about. I think these issues are going to be resolved at the state and local level. That's what I believe. But if your but but if but if the vote system is codified like California has with mail-in ballots and so forth like they're trying to push on the floor on the on the house right now it doesn't matter because your vote means nothing because they'll just outweigh your vote don't I say in some written in some Democrat crooked county done just like they did in the in the 2022 they stole yeah. this election your vote is worthless today. Absolutely worthless. I agree with you. The whole I, system is corrupt. I agree with you that our vote was worthless in uh, in, the, in November 2020. Um, and uh, but but I also think that there's some things happening around the globe. Like in France, they've decided to ban electronic voting machines. In Canada, they banned them. And uh, in other countries, and we're going to we end up being we, the only developing we nation. Live, we don't live in. We don't live in France or Canada. They can do anything no, they hang want on. to. It doesn't affect us here. We're going to be and, the- and as long as the same crooked people, be it rhinos, Republicans in name only, or the Democrats, don't I say it's like the flanks of the naked communists. Yeah. Flank 15 says take over one or both parties. They have control over both parties. You have a Democrat, which is full-on communism today, and the GOP is the communist life. How fast do you want to get there? Because you're going to go there with, with either party today. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that also that uh, once we become the only nation that's decidedly using the, uh, the, the voting systems of Venezuela, uh, that it's going to actually become just a really big lightning rod for uh, America to step up and do the right thing for election integrity. Uh you know, it's just it's it's something that we have to fight for. It, it's not that it's not going to be handed well, to us. Look at how many people are running around in masks, and how much how much information is out there that masks are useless. Thank God, though, for Mississippi and Texas to, to 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 go open up a hundred percent, and that's going to be a domino effect across I the agree. states. It has to I start agree. somewhere. Anyway, I'll just, it just, uh, I am serious. I, I've been I've been depressed and seriously know you ticked are. off over this deal for. I know you, know, you are. So I just I just had to rant. I apologize. No, 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 hey, Terry. You have a wonderful Look, day, Scott. And you and I, we talk <laughs> off air and we talk over the phone. And I really respect what you have to say. 
And uh, I really do appreciate you calling in today. Thank you for that. Okay? Thank you. Uh, All have right. a good day. Take care. Yeah, Terry's a good guy, man. I'm telling you, I really like talking with him. Um, all right, so we got Jeannie Baum on the Scott Adams Show. Jeannie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning, Scott. Terry had so many great points. His frustration is is all of our frustrations for this taking so long. I actually um, called to comment on... Jonathan's and Jonathan's points are always exceptional also. But my comment on the Supreme Court is that they are not going to cooperate with anything. I believe their families are, they fear for their families. I believe they do not believe they can be protected and they are not going to cooperate at all. So that's my belief on that. Scalino being the um, president, right? (laughs) I'm sorry? Uh, Antonin Scalia being the precedent. To your point, the justices don't feel safe. To your point, I was saying, and Scalia was the precedent to that. Absolutely. But they're more fearful for their families. Yes. I, I believe their families have been have been threatened. Right. And yes, Scalia was an example of what the deep state can do. Yeah. And so that's why we've been so disappointed with them, even though Trump did the best that he could, I believe, in, in trying to choose. You just can't um, know what the future is really going to be. I myself have different different beliefs than you, and I believe this is going to be a, a different outcome that is going to be positive for us. I believe that everything that China has bought up, and yes, they absolutely have, their goal is to devastate our country and to kill us off. That's what the deep state is trying to do. They're trying to do it with this, these vaccines, and it's it's so frightening and people are wearing masks and they might as well have their masks over their ears eh, because they just it's just ludicrous so um, but I do believe that differently than you I believe that President Trump I listened to his speech and uh, to his State of the Union speech on February 28th. The yeah, thank you for that. That's requires a good point. the president to do a State of the Union speech in January or February. President Trump, our president, did that. This is taking much longer than we could have anticipated, but what they are finding across the world and clearing out all of the tunnels is far beyond what they had anticipated. It's all being cleaned up. Keep praying because this this is all coming out and it's not going to be 2024 that we have our President Trump back. It's going to be much sooner than that. But wow. we need to um, be pulling out our Bibles and take them seriously and be praying. And Jonathan says that all of the time. I know um, Jonathan knows what Revelation is talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Washington, D.C. is done. It's going to be bulldozed 
down. The corruption, the um, that corporation is dead. It's done. We are back to a republic, and our president, Donald John Trump, is president of the republic. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you so much. We're at the end of the show, but uh, thank you so much, and thank you also for sending those nice gifts to us from your Nani Jeannie um, Nukuhiva, okay? You're so welcome. All right, thank you. Have a, have a great day. All right, take care. All right, so a um, couple of little last tidbits. Um, audit in Arizona of the 2020 election results is turning out to be um, uh, the most important election audit in U.S. history. Some say prayers that the most, so, say some prayers that the most honest and qualified auditors in the U.S. perform the audit of the 2020 election results in US, in Arizona's Maricopa County. Also, one other little tidbit um, was that uh, it says White House cuts feed a virtual event after Joe Biden says, uh, let's see, okay, let's see, I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. And uh, I guess we could take a listen to that really quick. Um, Joe Biden is just out to lunch. Man, what a what a loser this guy is, right? Um, so let's just uh, see if we can get a real quick play on this. Thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. And then they cut the feed. <laughs> they just cut the feed. That's just all they did to it. It's unbelievable how ridiculously amateur and how ridiculously insincere Joe Biden is. You know, it's unbelievable. Oh, and then um, there was a really great meme. It says, as useless as Joe Biden, epic, Marjorie Taylor Greene sports a new face mask. It says, this mask is useless. It's as useless as Joe Biden, right? So she's pretty much taken off all the stops. And there's a really great uh, meme. It says this. It says... Uh, Uh, That's my phone ringer. (laughs) It's Kill Bill. I do not like your mental haze. I do not. It's about Dr. Seuss, right? I do not like your mental haze. I do not like your leftist ways. I do not like your son on blow. I do not like you, Mr. Joe. And won the show with that. My name's Scott Adams. Thank you all for listening to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. And we'll see you all next time on the radio. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye now. A long way from the suits in D.C. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.